family, friends, and fellow fans. I'm Jeff. And I'm George Takei. <laughs> and we're here for another week. Yes, with the Fleet Street Geeks. I'm Vincent Price. <laughs> we're not doing this. No, we're not. <laughs> we need to have some mercy as we go into our second week of Spoopy. Dun, dun, Five dun. weeks of spooky, spooky, spooky uh, movies, and yeah. I am having a great time with it because last so week, far so good. Yeah, well, last week we did it, Chapter One, which was a lot of fun. I really mm-hmm. liked revisiting that, and yep. then this week we did Paranormal Activity, the first one from twenty oh seven, two thousand seven. <laughs> there 20, you go, twenty seven. <laughs> like, no, it's not that far back. <laughs> um, but I I was excited to revisit this. Like some of these long horror franchises to return to the original after because horror movies are like that series that would right. go on for so long. Which which and turns off a lot of people yeah. from it because they're like, oh, there's eight movies in this franchise? Yeah, yeah I'm, no, I'm not touching it. Yeah, because you might as well in a lot of these cases just, oh, we'll just re-release the... Uh, original into theaters so people can go experience like that you know because right. people want to have those horror moments in theaters because you like i mean we got halloween scared. ends coming yeah. on now and that's in the teens of halloween movies yeah and, um, and different- I, I honestly keep going watch the original you'll watch the first two yeah the first two halloweens are the best yeah um but i i was excited to revisit this movie and i am excited to talk about it which we will be doing in the second half of the show and uh that's going to be exciting and we're also going to be uh you know choosing what we do next week and we actually did have someone send in their thoughts for the movie which we will be reading at the time so if you want if you want that to be you you know do like they did and email us uh, your thoughts on the movie for the following week at fleetstreetgeeks at gmail.com. But enough of that, Jeff. Let's go into our first segment of the show, which is us talking about news. Now, I yeah. have a couple things, and I know you said you had uh, one thing, one, a couple things. What? Well, there's well, there's a couple of bits of news that I think we need to get out of the way right now because they're pretty big. In geek and nerd culture right now. It's this past week where we had two amazing actors pass away. Yeah, we had two uh, giants of their respective fandoms. uh, One of which being uh, the great Dame Angela Angela Lansbury. Lansbury. And uh, the other being the great uh, Robert Coltrane. Coltrane, Who uh, played uh, Rubius Hagrid in the... Harry Potter films. Yes, and of course, Angela Lansbury has played uh, so many great roles, but most notably uh, is known by people as being Mrs. Potts from Beauty and the Beast. I'm wearing my Beauty and the Beast shirt right now. Hell yes. Uh, She also, you know, was the the grandmother in Anastasia. Yep. Biggest role, probably Jessica Fletcher from Murder, She Wrote, playing that for years. Um, Uh, Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. On the stage is Mrs. Lovett, Mame, uh, Dolly Levi. So many great roles. So many. Elvis Presley's mom and... (laughs) Blue Hawaii. (laughs) We we will never see her like again. It is. It was one of those. And the thing is, 
her death, because she was 96, mm-hmm. it's the same feeling I had whenever Betty White passed away. It's the it same feeling not you know, I had with Betty Reynolds. Sad. Yeah, it's not a surprise. And the thing is, like, you know, whenever you hear about that kind of death, you're like, you're more just, like, you are sad, but, like, it's, again, like you said, but, it's not surprising. But like you said with Debbie Reynolds, mm-hmm. hearing her passing, yeah, she, that was, she was gone too quick. Yeah, well, that was a surprise because she had passed away two like two days after Carrie Fisher passed away, which was yeah. her daughter. So like that was that was what made that one surprising. But you know, these older stars, I mean, you know, whenever they get to that age of like ninety six, I mean, even to a hundred, you know, they've lived full lives. Yep. And while their passing is sad because you know the that star is no longer with us, we have this. That's the great thing about art is that that is what you survive by in so right. many ways so you know while she may be stuff to remember her by yeah while she may be gone we still we can still uh see her by you know taking in the content that yep. she uh so graciously created i'm i'm excited at some point to watch murder she wrote i've seen a couple uh bits here and there but i've never remember, sat down and watched all of it and i, I know remember it's watching it as a kid but i don't remember it a whole lot that's yeah. that's the problem is but, I remember watching it as a kid, but I've never retained anything that I had seen of it. Right. So I am very excited. And I know uh, that her and Stephen Sondheim uh, are both set to appear in the Knives Out sequel, Glass Onion, yeah. in some sort of cameo and stuff. And I heard that and I was like, oh, well, so we'll get like one little, you know, posthumous uh uh, appearance from them and then i i just had this thought right now what if she's in it as a cameo as jessica fletcher from murder she wrote <laughs> oh that'd be so setting cool. the yes. knives out movies in that universe that oh, would be crazy yes <laughs> oh man i did like that literally just popped into my head that'd be crazy that'd be great um, but you know because i love those uh those uh detective characters in these mm. in this media you know like you'll have uh you know uh, Perot from the Agatha Christie novels, mm-hmm. and you got Jessica Fletcher, you know, you got Nancy Castle, Drew. Dress, uh, Nancy <laughs> Drew. Even now, like I'm saying, with the Knives Out and Glass Onion movie, and they're planning to make even more, you know, with ben, Benoit Blanc, played by Daniel Craig. You know, yeah. I just like those characters, so uh, that could be cool. But yes, we also did get the news about uh, Robert Coltrane, uh, which who that came as a surprise. Yeah, well, was he sick or anything? I did we know that? I don't know. I I did not actually look into um, his uh, circumstance of his death, but um, it just it floored me. Yeah, hearing I mean, it, I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" Yeah, because he was in his seventies. I mean, because he so he wasn't terribly old, but yeah, it, it is it is sad for him to be passing. Um, and of course, I I really only know him as Hagrid. I know he's done other yeah. movies. He was in Goldeneye, uh, The World Is Not Enough, and uh, but you know, it, for him to pass away again is, you know, we have a great catalog of work that he's done because you know I know the Harry Potter franchise has kind of been in a weird place the past couple of years. Uh, in terms of you know people's enjoyment of it, you know, because mm. of the creator and other other such things, but one thing everyone does agree on is that you know the performances given given in it are you know so iconic and so you know heartwarming 
that people yeah. still will return to those series, and that's the thing about like a character like Hagrid, is that he was very, you know, warm and he just wanted to give him a hug. I know he he was like one of the most caring and like sweet characters in that series, and he p- played him perfectly. Perfect. That was a spot on perfect casting, but. Looking into his death, he died in the hospital. Okay. Um, and they, his family has not disclosed the cause, but he had been unwell for some time. Okay. But, um, you know, I mean, the guy has, you know, one of the most iconic phrases in any in cinema history, which mm-hmm. is, you're a wizard, Harry. Yeah, that's Anyone been, who says it has been... to say it in his accent. You're a wizard, Harry. I'm a what? <laughs> and you're a hairy wizard. I'm a who? <laughs> and, yeah. Those two great uh, titans, they will be missed. Yes. Um, rest in peace. And, you know, to their families, I doubt they listen to this. Hey, but yeah, but if they do... But it is always we, a great thing to, you know, to we, give condolences. And I know anyone, who, you know, if you were a fan of them, you know, I, I, I feel your pain. But yeah, so that's so, uh, that's that, a bit of news. That's there. our that's our first little bit of somber news. Now we're going to move on to something totally different. <laughs> okay. Do you have anything else? Or um, I do have a little bit of something. Okay. Um, something involving horror is rather thematic to the month. Oh. Um, John Carpenter, director of things such as The Thing. Okay. For a second, I was like, that movie that bombed? For- no, that's John Carter. Okay, okay. <laughs> John, John Carpenter, Carpenter okay. is wanting to do a Dead Space movie. Okay. Uh, obviously, based off of the video trilogy of Dead Space. Yeah, which, which is like a horror Oh my gosh, it's so series. fun. Yeah. Um, he's been talking about it. Uh, he says it would make a really great movie. Um, he's also discussed his love of video games within the last... Uh, year including giving us three of his favorites. Okay. Uh, Fallout. Okay. A, a very good one. All right. Uh, Borderlands and Horizon Forbidden West. <laughs> oh, okay. I really I've not played Horizon Forbidden West yet. I have it. Um, I kind of want to replay Zero Dawn. Zero Dawn I is so good. It. It's so it's a lot it's, of fun. It's it's big and so like I remember the first time I played it. Like I got lost in the story because it was like because it took me like months apart to get to the stories in certain parts. So like by the time I reached somewhere, Again, I was like, it's the, like who the it's hell the is Fallout that? Four problem, right? Um, but my, my son, give me back my son. Twenty years later, you're making a farm and a community, and I'm you're like, just who? sitting there drinking your Nuka Cola, and then you go, I feel like something's missing. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my son. <laughs> that that is sometimes the problem with open world games. Um, you, you forget like, what the main plot you don't was. <laughs> deal with the main pl- plot until like way later. That's the thing with Skyrim. Like whenever you get to the main, get to Alduin, and you're like level eighty, you like just slap him and he's dead. <laughs> slap Alduin, which the I world think, breakers. Which dead. I'm like, why do you not have it to where he scales up with you to make him? That's what they should have done. Uh, you, like he's just said it this one thing. I guess they think you're gonna do that first. I'm like, apparently. <laughs> I'm like, no. I want to get clearly. Sh- you don't know your players, Bethesda. Yeah. Well, also, like, I mean, that just doesn't logically make sense to me as a player. Like, why would I be like, oh, I just got out of prison. Let me work on my way to <laughs> fighting the world eater. Like, you know, like you want to take time. You want to build these. We played D and D last night, right? Yeah. And we, uh, it was a 
pre-made uh, module thing for yeah, uh, written charity. By, written by one of uh, the local game stores, uh, GMs. Yeah. And y- the thing is, like, playing that and, and everything, I think, like, the problem is, like, when you're given, like, a pre-made character like that, I I'm like, I don't know the rules. I don't know what's going on. But, like, whenever <laughs> you have a character like ours that we've been playing we've in been a campaign for, for a year, and we know the yeah. abilities because we've been doing it every single week and slowly been learning how our character plays. Yeah. Once, you know, that's the th- that's why, like, I, I wanted some magical mumbo bullshit to happen so that my <laughs> character could come in because then he would have one-shotted the dragon. I know, right? The dragon, because that's just... Karen and Grimm versus Fafnir. Screw this well, guy. It would have been like five minutes. <laughs> it would have been one of those YouTube videos that's like a, an orc and a halfling uh, fucking dragon uncensored. <laughs> You'll never believe what happens. Uh, and I would have loved it. will be what happens. <laughs> the thing is, our uh, DM is going to hear this and be like, oh, is that what you think? And he's going to write this character. It's like, I'm going to kill you. Oh, I'm going to put this dragon in this campaign. You're going to completely get screwed. That's fine. Montel will just jump into its mouth and explode. <laughs> and then walk out of it. <laughs> because he's the freaking cockroach. Yes. Um, I'm convinced he's some sort of eldritch being. He's a god of some yeah, kind. He, he's Nyarlathotep. It's he's, one of his masks. He's going to pull... Our DM's going to have another campaign set in this world that other players play, and someone's going to have their warlock patron be, like, Montel. And <laughs> so it's going to be, like, the chaos. Uh, the god of cockroaches. <laughs> the god of cockroaches yeah. and chaos. Or just chaos and his symbol is a cockroach. Um, <laughs> no one knows what we're talking about. No. But... <laughs> But uh, if you want to know what we're talking, talking about, about, yeah, tune, tune in to Southern D and D on Sundays at six PM Central Standard Time and watch us, the Natural Ones. Yep, on or t- go on YouTube or and watch Twitch. your vods. <laughs> yeah, you can watch old episodes on the on Southern D and D's YouTube, but you can also watch live on, on his Twitch on, or his TikTok. Yep, Twitch or um, TikTok. But uh, what, were we, what were we talking about? <laughs> You were talking about uh, his favorite yeah. games. Yeah, we were talking about um, John Carpenter uh, possibly yeah, wanting to do a Dead Space. Movie. I never played Dead Space. Um, I, it was I never recommend it. It's but, it's really good. Yeah, but then again, there's a lot of games I never played because we were always like one or two systems behind. Like everyone was playing, everyone was playing on PS3s, and I was like, guys, Spyro's amazing. You know, so I'm playing on PlayStation. Um, you know, we had. But you're not wrong. Spyro's yeah, amazing. It was. I loved the games I played growing up. Um, so. It's just like now is the time uh, whenever I'm playing all these uh, old games for the first time. And I and I would love to get like all the old consoles and go back and try to play all these things. Yeah. But uh, Dead Space, yeah, I've never I never played that one. I had a friend who did and he really loved the series. Dead, um, Dead Space was such a cool series. Number three kind of went down a little bit, but one and two were definitely up there. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know. It used to be said that, you know, if you were making a video game movie, that was death. It wasn't going to be good. No video game movies are good. But we we're are getting, in an age yeah. of where that does not, that phrase isn't, it's not even a, oh, we're getting there. It's like, no, that phrase does not exist anymore. With movies like, you know, the Two Songs of the Hedgehog films, yep. with the newest Tomb Raider, with Detective Pikachu, like, we live in an age where video game movies are good. And we're uh, also even, t- we're talking about a Last of Us series coming yeah, out, which, which is, uh, 
Pablo Pascal, is that his name? Uh, Pedro Pascal, yeah. Pedro He's, Pascal. And it looks amazing. You know, I'm so... Ex- you know, I, I even enjoyed the new Mortal Kombat enough. Um, I'll enjoy the first one more, uh, and even that to an extent. Yeah, the 90s version was just more fun to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but even the new one, like, I didn't hate it. I was able to enjoy myself enough, you know? And, um, yeah, I just... And now we got the... Mario movie coming out, which, yeah, uh, which looks really great in a lot of ways. Which everyone thought was going to suck, and then they saw the trailer and went, okay, yeah. maybe it won't. Well, everyone still is on the same page of, like, they're not sure about Chris Pratt, which yeah, is, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, we he may have more in the movie that makes people think he did a decent job, or he may just be the weak link in the movie. And that's the thing about Mario and everything with all these other characters is that, you know, if they're all strong and Mario's the weak link, that's not necessarily going to ruin the movie for me. Not really, um, no. Especially because since, to me, it wasn't Mario that I particularly liked in the Super Mario Brothers Yeah, there's so games. many great characters anyway. in those in those movies, and with everyone else, I'm still going to have fun with it. But yeah, a Dead Space movie, I mean, yeah, let's yeah, try John, it. Yeah, John Carpenter. Yeah, especially this. that kind of director. Right. Um, okay. Uh, well, well I got you have? I got a couple things. So last week we were talking about um, the idea or the like the rumor that uh, Thaddeus Ross, General Ross in the MCU, mm-hmm. was going yeah. to be recast uh, because of the death of by, William by, Hurt, but be Ford, recast yeah. as Harrison Ford. Um, well, one uh, article is actually kind of saying that that is confirmed. Um, oh. uh, slash film is independently confirming it, but apparently, uh, George, like Lucasfilm did not want it announced during D23, hmm. uh, to, I guess, cause of certain things like they're just, they were wanting to hold off on that announcement. Pro- probably because contract wasn't finalized. <laughs> Maybe contract not finalized, wanting to focus on, uh, advertising things for Indiana Jones five, other things like that. But um, it's slowly getting confirmed, and I'm st- again, I'm still very much into this because oh. apparently he he'll be appearing in Captain America: New World Order, be appearing obviously in Thunderbolts, and and maybe a lot of other projects. Like yeah. it's it is a it is a role that could have a lot of uh, action in the future, and I love Harrison Ford, and, and I think he would be able to I, do a lot with that role. I think he's going um, to. Do- Great as Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, I I miss William Hurt. I think he did um, a fantastic job. Obviously, he yeah. did a great job. It was a shame that we lost him. Yeah, my still favorite is uh, regardless of anything else from the movie. I really loved Sam Elliott in the two thousand three Hulk. That that was a good choice. Sam uh, Elliott. Is I, I kind of wish. Ross. I kind of wish they still had Samuel Sam Elliott. If he had returned, I would not have been sad. And like, look, he's still kicking. That iconic mustache. That iconic voice. And that voice. I'm talking about the Hulk here. Uh, you know. Right. So, uh, but yeah. So that seems to be more and more confirmed. Another thing, though, it's not uh, confirmed, but it's very rumored. So since WandaVision... People right. keep, you know, during WandaVision, whenever it was happening, everyone was like, oh my God, it's going to be Mephisto. He's in charge of everything. Didn't end up being no. the case. Uh, and er, since then, it's kind of been a running joke of people being like, it's, it's Mephisto. Mephisto. And being like, oh, when's Mephisto going to show up? Because, I mean, it's a big character, you know? Yeah, he's and, a huge character in the comics. And it could be really cool to have him. Well, there's a rumor that we are going to get Mephisto. Oh my. Um, it's rumored that he will be appearing 
in the Ironheart show, which the Ironheart show mm. has been saying that like one of its big things will be pitting technology against magic, something we never got in the Iron Man films because we never had uh, Iron Man meet up with the Mandarin, right. as is often in comics. But in the Ironheart show, that's been something that will be happening. So it's not completely out of the realm, but the casting rumor for Mephisto... I didn't think about this, but hmm. whenever the, I read this, I was like, no, that's pretty perfect. Who do they pick? Sasha Baron Cohen. My wife. This guy has a lot of great range. He's got a lot of great range, and most From, of it kind of weird for me. <laughs> because, like, the thing is, I actually haven't seen Borat. Or Bruno. I saw saw Borat and wished I didn't. Um. I remember knowing... I only really know Sasha Baron Cohen from um, Les Mis as Tenardier. Les Mis As Pirelli from Sweeney Todd. Todd. But also, I really know him from uh, The Trial of the Chicago 7. I also know him from Madagascar as King Julian. He's King Julian? Yeah. How did I forget that? Yeah, he's King Julian. Oh. Can't believe I forgot that, but he's like the thing is he's got a gr- I think he's got a great look for it. Like you put him in the right makeup and stuff, he's got and like he's a also slender into figure. Glasses uh, time. Oh, that's that's true. I just like you know I think that is a pretty good choice. I, uh, I think he can definitely pull it off. Yeah. As much as I say some of his stuff for me is very hit and miss. Mm-hmm. I still think he can pull it off. Yeah, I just know like he does have the acting chops. He's amazing in Trial of the Chicago 7 as Abby Hoffman. Please check it out if you haven't. I, I do need um, to check that out. I've not to, seen that. Well, let's just do a movie night of it. Because, again, we need to hang out more, and I think that would be do a great it. thing to watch. Um, do it. But, you know, I think with the right makeup, because I think that's a great way to go is with um, makeup. Ma- he, make, mix of makeup still, and uh, He's still got to have that red face, but... Yeah, but you can have red makeup. Yeah. But like you can you can He's mix it up. Have, <laughs> I mean I mean look at Vision. Vision's basically red makeup on the face. He's purple? Or is he red is he red? He's like a deep red. I'm colorblind. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm I'm into that casting. Okay. Let's see here. We also had news. Okay, so one of the biggest things from this week is, uh, and this is kind of the last news thing I have, uh, is a lot of dates being moved around for movies. Oh, A lot of yeah, things have been delayed. I've, I've, mm, yeah, um, I've heard some of this. Which, the thing is, I'm not necessarily mad at this. I, if you can have more time to, devoted to a thing to make it better, yeah. all the better. Take your time. Yeah, please, fans, do not rush this stuff because if you try and force them to rush it, you're going to get a very forced film. Right. So, uh, Blade, which was slated for November 3rd, yeah. 2023, is now pushed to June 9th of 2024. That's, that's, that's the primary one I heard. Uh, Deadpool 3, which is was slated for September 6th, 2024, is now slated for November 8th. 2024. My birthday! Is it really? It's my birthday! Happy birthday, buddy. Um, (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I get Deadpool 3 for my birthday. (laughs) Another big one, uh, Fantastic Four was slated for November 8th of 2024. It is now coming out February 14th, 2025. I'm okay with trading Fantastic Four for Deadpool 3. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And for Valentine's Day. That's interesting. Um, And Avengers Secret Wars was slated for November 7th, 2025. It is now slated for May 1st, 2026. Okay. Um, again, 
I'm not mad. Especially because of this extended period of time, perhaps this will be, you know, allow us for, you know, some specific things uh, to be in there. Because we, there's a lot of unknown dates, so that we're mm-hmm. not sure what kind of movie's coming out. Because I certainly would love a Shang-Chi sequel, um, a fourth Spider-Man film, notably... I think um, I heard something about Spider-Man 4 actually being in the works. Yeah, well, there's... Room- or at least in talks. Yeah, Oh well, of course. Right now, it's just rumors. But with Daredevil coming back on the scene, and also Kingpin and stuff, it's been everyone's dream for a team up film of Spider Man and Daredevil against Kingpin in a live action which, film. Which it's let's what I, it, that's one of the coolest things in the comics was seeing those two team up. It's one of the things I've wanted since I started watching Charlie Cox as a Daredevil, and uh, like whenever he premiered as Daredevil in twenty fifteen, and then the following year you saw Tom Holland and. Captain America Civil War, mm-hmm. I fell in love with their interpretations of the characters and wanted more than anything for them to hang out because that's, you know, I grew up on this 90s Spider-Man cartoon and that was a big storyline that they had yep. uh, is the two of them together going against Kingpin. But, you know, whenever they canceled the Netflix Daredevil, everything just seemed kind of like, you know, that's, we're never going to get Charlie Cox as Daredevil with Tom Holland Spider-Man. But this seems to be much more likely to happen now and I would love it. Yeah. I'd love it so much. It'd be great. So please um, let that happen. Yes, please do. Uh I think that's it in terms of the news I have. Now Jeff, do I, you have a list? I got a list. I have Jeff's a little list. I got a little list. I've got a little list. Of society offenders who might well be underground and never would be missed. And never would be missed. <laughs> what is this? Why am I not It's a Family Guy this? reference. Okay, but like... It's also a musical the, reference. Yeah, well, that's it's what I was going to say. Like, to it say com- it's a Family I, Guy I reference is kind of weird because they the make King the... And I. I think it's from The King and I. Okay. It's been a while since I've watched The King and I. So. But... But the, the list. But the, the, uh, I'm just saying it's funny to like yeah. say something as a Family Guy reference because I've done that myself too. And I'm and like, wait a minute, no, they reference, they reference something else. <laughs> I believe it's a reference to a song from The King and I. I well, want to see it is. Got to go rewatch The King and I. Yeah, the one with you, Brenna. <laughs> nope, I'm not gonna watch that one. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch the not the animated one. I know you're thinking that. I'm going to watch the. Pro shot with Kelly O'Hara and oh. Ken Watanabe, oh, as, Ken Watanabe? as the King of Siam. Okay. It's so good. It's so good. He's so good. But here's the list. Since we are going into spoopy month. Okay. And we going are going into we're in it. And we are also fans of RPGs. Ten creepiest tabletop RPGs. Okay. Ranked from creepiness. Which I, I'm probably, I may know like one or two of them. I'm, I'm very well are unversed. Starting off with number 10, Morkborg. <laughs> Morkborg? Morkborg. Morkborg. Okay. What, is, is, what is that? It is an incredibly dark and grim fantasy combat tabletop RPG, gothic inspired. This game sees you and a group of adventurers fight against some grueling enemies in a world in the throes of death. Uh, it can be played as a standalone, or you can always use bits and pieces of it to modify another RPG you want to run to make it darker. Uh, it's a great choice for any Soulsborne fans, dark fantasy fans, or someone who wants to give their gaming group a dark challenge. Hmm. 
I don't think I could get past the name. Mark Bork. Mark Bork. Marky Bork. Hurdy, birdy, birdy. You're up in the dungeon, and there's an edge spoon. Number nine, a game I've actually played Blades in the Dark. Okay. Another RPG similar to D&D, but far grimmer. If you are a fan of the Dishonored series, you'll love uh, Blades in the Dark. In a world covered in darkness, your players are a group of thieves and assorted criminals in one of humanity's last cities. The world is plagued by demons and ghosts, and a series of arcane technologies keep your city mostly safe. Using an in-depth pass or fail system with different levels of failure or success, your team must run heist after heist while dealing with rival gangs, the paranormal, and everything in between. Hmm. Okay. Playing a bunch of thieves could be fun. Yeah. Um, It it is rather fun. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Number eight, Blackbirds. Seeing the dead of night. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> God. Well, let's never do that again. Nope. <laughs> the gods are dead. I love that line. <laughs> and all that gods is left. Are down, <laughs> Get out of here, newsboys. <laughs> but the gods are dead, and all that is left is rot and monsters. Leading your team of adventurers through this dark world is a task that is sure to run you into some creepy and altogether memorable encounters. It uses the Schweihander uh, system. An up-and-coming favorite. That's a great combat-oriented way to run a fantasy game. Okay. Sounds uh, interesting. Number seven. This is a game that I've totally been wanting to play. It's called Cult, uh, but not with a C, with a K. Oh. Because it's edgy. Actually, because it's German. Oh. Because it's German. <laughs> I was going to say, it's with a K, and then it's Cults, it's like, but with a Z. It's like corn. It's and like, then it's extreme. Extreme. It's it's a nineties thing. Yeah. It's a nineties thing. It's but, cult, but with a K, you know, because it's from the nineties. But cult that's is, the full title. But cult is far more psychological uh, for a creepy night with your friends. Cult sees you and the rest of humanity trapped in a dream by supernatural forces. Use your skills throughout the game to try and escape, all while running into angels, demons, and nightmarish creatures pulled from your psyche. Mm. Uh, the newly updated version cult divinity lost which is the version that i've been wanting to play for a long time comes into account the modern day and updates the setting and some rules for ease of play next one that i definitely want to play definitely want to play number six alien based off of the alien franchise okay uh Whether you are a fan of the movies, being hunted by murderous creatures, or want the fun, intense time of an RPG with a space setting, Alien is a good choice for you. The Alien universe is as deadly as it is complex. Space is an ever-present killer, not to mention the deadly xenomorphs you may find stalking you as well. Sounds like a uh, RPG version of uh the alien uh alien isolation isolation that game that is such uh, a good game yeah great horror game but yeah i mean it's that that could be fun it's just kind of i guess you're just being haunt, hunted by a xenomorph while you're doing little and tasks there's like different different like 
versions of Xenomorph as well. Ah. Like there's one there's one a uh, pre-made setting I pre-made module I should say that I looked into by Seth Skorkowski mm-hmm. where apparently there was like Xenomorph spores that you could the breathe eggs. in. <laughs> That was terrible. Nope. 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 Number five. Okay. The machine. The machine. The machine. Is this uh that guy that comedian? Like he's just haunting you? Like you know what I'm talking about? That big guy without without a shirt and he's just like he went to Russia and they called him the machine. Yeah. It's it's the alien game. It's Kushner. Yeah. Yeah. Bert Kushner and he and he's just chasing you and he's like I'm the machine. <laughs> that but, weirdly, I'd be more terrified than of that than the xenomorph. I think. But this is a journaling TTRPG. Uh, this one is not to be overlooked due to its different nature. You take the role of someone who has been cursed with the obsession of something called the machine. This titular device is an odd assortment of parts, and the end goal is unknown. You take turns writing down your building of the machine led by a card and dice-based system uh, before passing your journal to the next player who then continues the building. As you pass it from one person to another, the mystery grows. There are a lot of obscurities, wonder, and dark psychological effects at play in this game that make it a fun one one once you get used to the writing system. Hmm. Okay. A little different. I like the little variations because, you know, it seems... I've only really played D and D. I've played a couple others, and I'm wondering if they're going to show up on this list. Um, but possibly, which is weird because is, if this is like, is this supposed to be like ten to one of the scariest or the best or what? Uh, I, as far as I can see, is like probably the best or okay. uh, possibly creepiest. Okay, kind of a combination of the both, possibly. Because personally, I think Cult Divinity Lost is more creepy than like Call of Cthulhu. Okay. In my opinion, yeah, knowing what the setting's like. Uh, but number four, I actually have the book for this, and it is fun. But on the creepy factor, maybe not so much. It could be because the one time I played it, we were just goofing off the whole time. Uh, what? Number four, <laughs> Dread. Dread is an incredibly unique yeah. game that takes uh, elements from typical RPGs, campfire storytelling, and the game of Jenga. I'm the law. You, you, you play... <laughs> this game with a Jenga tower and every time you take an action to do something, you pull a block from the Jenga tower. Well, that's just an easy way to do tension. Yeah. Uh, that's basically what it's meant for. Um, it's, it's always been like on my list to actually see if I can run a good serious one, but the one we were playing, like they were trying to get the tower to fall. Yeah. (laughs) Well, just go all from the bottom. Right. <laughs> it's like, damn it! Uh, number three, Heart the City Beneath. Okay. It is a great way to balance uh, psychological body horror and evil creatures. This game sees you leading an expedition into the undercity of the utopian spire. Uh, what lies for you below the city streets will change your character forever if you survive. Classic dungeon-based adventures, an unforgiving landscape, and some dark encounters add to a night that will last in your players' memories. Hmm. Spoopy. No, yeah, spoopy. Number two. Call of Cthulhu. Okay. There it is. That's one I've played. <laughs> Classic TTRPG that you have no doubt heard of. <laughs> 
Whether you're a longtime cosmic horror fan or a newcomer who's only heard of Call of Cthulhu before, there's a reason this game is so widely talked about. A system that focuses not only on the typical RPG skill set, but also on psychological resilience and mania. This game is perfect for late night spoopy uh, gaming sessions. I like it. You know, and it's, you know, Lovecraftian stuff and Cthulhu and everything. Like, it's... It's pretty crazy and and yeah. and everything. So I I generally get into it and I like the role you're given, um, and it's relatively simple to follow. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely enjoy that one. It is considered a basic RPG in that it's very easy to figure out how you do things. Which I think, I mean, in my opinion, that's the way to go. That's why, like, right now, I I think right now. You know, we're seeing a lot more people get into like Dungeons and Dragons. It's not just because of things like Stranger Things, uh, and critical role and things. It's because of more ease of play. Yeah, fifth edition is like you know, let's stop messing with, let's stop making things complicated. This is yeah, this is how you Pathfinder, (laughs) Pathfinder, or like you know, any of the older systems. I mean, it's just like. Make it easier to understand because yes, that's second edition with your Thacko bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I could go for a soft Thacko. Um, what's number one? A soft Thacko. <laughs> uh, but number one. Number one. The Zone. Yeah, I don't know that one. I have never I've, heard, I've never heard of this until I come across this list. Okay. Mutations, settings that mix dreams with reality, and encounters that will alter your characters forever. All of this and more can be found in the system of The Zone, a card-based game that will see you explore what it means for your characters to be human before warping them irreparably. Now, I do know about Chalk Zone. Do you remember Chalk Zone? I remember Chalk Zone. Get into the Chalk Zone. Uh, if it's like that in any way, yes, it's terrifying. <laughs> uh, but that's an interesting list. I mean, yeah. you know, like I said, I'm I'm kind of a creature of habit and comfortability. Once I find something, I'm like, oh, this works for me so well. Ooh, it hits that sweet spot. It's hard to, like, venture into yeah. things that are different. Right. Um, because some, you know... At least long term. Like, I'll try, like, a one-off, but, like, sometimes it's like, oh, you got to commit to this thing, like, for a long, long time. I'm like, uh, can I get a taste before I do that? Uh, can I date it? Can I ask it how it is? Uh, make sure... Can I, can I have a little speed date? Yeah. So, which is why, like, with 5th edition... Speed Dean, date TTG RPG style. It's called a one-shot. Yeah. It's called a one-shot. That's just going on a date. <laughs> but, you know, 5th edition D&D... Just hits that spot for me. I think it's a great system. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and so I do th- like things like Call of Cthulhu and uh, doing these other little things. So I- I'd be willing to give any of these things a try, yeah. at least for once. You know, during this time, especially uh, when it's Halloween it's, season. That's if, the time if you want to check. It. I will say, if you want to check out like any uh, horror RPG, like modules and stuff, check out. Seth Skorkowski mm-hmm. on uh, YouTube. He's an author and longtime runner of like Call of Cthulhu. Okay, and he he has a lot of really good reviews on modules and stuff meant for uh, GMs. If I can remember, I'll put his link in the episode description. Yeah, so and I had the privilege it. of playing a game with him. Oh, that's cool! Uh, on Into the Darkness, it was called Ladybug. Ladybug, fly away home. Ladybug, ladybug, fly away home. Yep. Nice. That sounds like a lot of fun. 
but that is my list. Awesome. Well, we always appreciate your lists, Jeff. Uh, so next, though, we will be moving away from news and lists to get into the paranormal activity, which is, yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, You're welcome. So let's take a little break, and we'll be right back with our review of Paranormal Activity. And we're back. Okay, we're good. It was just a mouse. (laughs) A mouse? There's no mice in my house. (laughs) Mice in my heist. I don't know. What? When you say mouse in your house, and so since I said mice, I need it also to rhyme mice in my house. <laughs> There's no mice in my house. There, it sounds much better. There you go. Um, it actually sounds authentic at that point. But we are back with this week's spooky movie, yeah. which is Paranormal Activity from 2007. This movie is... It's crazy to think, because I remember at the time, this movie was a phenomenon. Yeah. Like, it, it blew up. It did. Uh, one thing that it had going for it was the camera work was a little more still. It wasn't like uh, Blair Witch Project, which was the other found footage film before this one that blew up mm-hmm. because of uh, certain marketing ploys. Yeah. Um, but it didn't have a lot of shaky cam. It was mostly stationary. Mm-hmm. And the fact that a lot of really good practical effects helped sell this movie. Yes. I mean, I think I read that this movie is, to this day, the most financially successful movie of all time. Which, that's crazy to think. <laughs> because it took, like, a certain thousand to create. To actually do and then it made all of, millions. And it took only one location... Took two actors, uh, primarily, both, both of which just keeping their names. Yeah. Um, in the movie, they are Katie Featherston and Michael Sl- Mika Sloat. Yeah. Which, that's their real names. Yeah. <laughs> like the movie, just in the same vein as Blair Witch Project, tried to market it as being real. In a yeah. lot, in some cases, you know. I yeah. think Blair Witch Project more so because it's called they, they Blair def- Witch Project. It can still be passed off as like, you know, oh, well, this was a project to find the Blair Witch. And this is, and that's just yeah. what it's called. And With the calling this paranormal activity, it kind of lends itself more to be like, oh, it's just a movie. But even the very beginning of the movie says that it's being yeah. played in permission uh from Paramount Studios getting permission from the families of Mika and Katie, which you're like, whenever, because that was the first thing. Yeah, that I, was the first. I've noted. I was like, this thing's acting like it's real. And, uh, I mean, I don't see any, like, I, I think that's a good way to do it. Um, because, I mean, for, off the bat, the actors in this, I think, are great. They're, because They're definitely good. Because it's, I can imagine they, they how act- tough it is. Because you got to play, you know, you know the each moment that the camera is on during a found footage is supposed to be a scene. But as someone who has gone back and watched my home videos, it's you know you get the sense you have to get the feeling of all of the 
action that is happening off camera, you know? Right. Because the, and, and that's the weird thing is like whenever I have like, cause my mom will do this sometimes she'll just go back and watch old home videos and everything. And whenever you're watching this, like it is crazy how there is sort of a narrative sometimes, you know, and yeah. that you're watching one scene and people will be talking about one thing and then, you know, it'll fade out and then go to another day, like two, three, maybe even a week has gone by and someone will mention that thing, you know, very much in the same way that this does. So I do think the way that this is portrayed of as if it's real, I think is really well done in pace. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, they act as naturally as they can. Yeah. Which, you know, they goof off a little bit. They have little quiet moments and all that. And a lot of folks, like nowadays, um, one of the big complaints with found footage films is, why would you have the camera on at this point? Right, there's no reason. There's no reason. And sometimes the camera will be left accidentally on. And there was times where... Um, he's just screwing around with the camera making sure it works right. Yeah. Like the whole first part of the film where he first gets the camera and uh, his girlfriend Katie comes up to their two-story tract house in San Diego. Um, he's messing with the camera the whole first part of the film, like leaving it on the counter to watch them eat. and Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a, that is always the thing about a found footage is why have the camera on? Why is, why are you even using a camera? Right. And, you know, in this, they established that, you know, this stuff is starting to happen to Katie again, so they're yeah. getting it. But, you know, it's, it's kind of weird that nowadays, you know, as we go on in time, these found footage movies... I'm surprised there's not even a lot, whole lot more of them because everybody's <laughs> recording everything at every you, single you point. You got your phone out, you're... you know, which was which you know. Ho- hopefully, we'll talk about one day. But Chronicle, which is a superhero found footage film, which was one, actually a really it's good really film. really good. And one of the things I really like in that is, especially during like the final fight where it's cutting between like multiple cameras yeah, like that the, this guy's making float around him. Well, there's cameras, but also like people filming the event from like their phones and yeah. their iPads and stuff. It's re because this is all like uh, archival footage from this huge event that happened. So I really like that in that movie. But this yeah. one, it does not feel at least the motivation to have the camera on doesn't I, I buy it. Yeah, you know, it, it does because not feel these, overly forced. Right, because which of, there are these some events films are where it feels now, like again. it is totally 100% forced. Right. So, to, and again, this movie's very strange in the way it presents its story. So while you have the plot up to go, I took a lot of notes to try to remember the, <laughs> the series of events and the order that they occur. So... Uh, as we're kind of going, I may yeah. stop you a couple times, be like, okay, th- yeah, this night says and, this, and this, this, night night, this. And this night So, uh, but, I guess we'll, we'll dive into this, man. All right, so it says, in 2006, Katie and her boyfriend Mika are a young couple who recently moved into a two-story tract house in suburban San Diego, California. Uh, Katie claims that there has been a ghostly presence that has haunted her since childhood and believes that it has followed her to her new home. Specifically, I'm going to say real quick, we start on September 16th. September uh, 16th. 2006. This man has well, notes. I have notes. I have dates. I'm keeping track of this shit. He's, uh, he's becoming a PI. September 18th, 
2006 is when this movie starts. She has been haunted since hunted, 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 hunted from since she haunted was and hunted. eight years old. Specifically, eight years old. They say, and the thing mm-hmm. is, like, and the, listen, with the Paranormal Activity movie being like eight movies deep now, with another one on its way from Paramount Plus, which makes me go, um, why? <laughs> well, there's a lot of story. They see, go into see. more backgrounds, and the thing is. But looking at this movie as just this one event, I say I because that's what I did. I because I haven't yeah. seen a lot of the other ones. Um, in fact, my first experience with this series was seeing the fourth one. Uh, really? Yeah, back in 2011, me and a bunch of friends went. We live in Mississippi. Uh, near us is the famous 13th Gate haunted house in Baton Rouge. We went. We were going there as a bunch of friends, but we had some time, so beforehand we went and watched. Uh, we went to the f- movies, and everyone wanted to go see Paranormal Activity 4. I had never seen any of them, so I just buckled in and went and watched it. And I didn't like it. <laughs> um, it was, I did not find it scary. I, 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 I say, mainly enjoyed watching everyone's reactions. but um, Again, for me, the first three Paranormal Activities were actually... Good to somewhat good. Yeah. And then after that, it just went downhill. I found this, like, just initially, just to plainly state, I think this movie is really good. Um, And to start, and just, though, to, you know, immediately the starting setting up in a lot of ways, you know, the basic premise, it's like, we got a camera because this girl who's been having, she's been experiencing the stuff since she was eight, you know, she's now, uh, you know, experiencing it again. Uh, he he's just now learning about it. She never mentioned it before, so now he got a camera to try to capture. Well, apparently things. he's doing this like on his own. He did not consult her about this at all. Right. He went out and bought this expensive camera. Right. Because he even like he says they're gonna put in. He says they're gonna put it in the bedroom, and she's like all night. And I was like, really? That's your question? Not at all. <laughs> like. Uh, maybe don't because he's cause, how about new because you know he's making the jokes not the joke to oh. where like if she says no it's like oh I was just joking but if she says yes it's like okay let's do this where he's like oh maybe we can film with some other stuff she some, says some no. extracurricular activities she's like no and he's like oh, I was joking whereas inside you hear him crying <laughs> it's, it's later he's, you, you later he turns it on and he's like why won't she sleep with me and film it <laughs> but. Yeah, each night Mika will have this camera mounted on a tripod in their bedroom to record any activity that might occur while they sleep. Possibly hopes... some paranormal activity. Dun, bum, bum. <laughs> uh, but he he's hoping to possibly find a way of solving the problem himself. Oh, yeah. Like, he definitely thinks he, you know, if there is anything going on, you know, maybe they can get rich off of it. But, of course, when everything starts going a little more awry, he wants to try to handle it himself. He He is the man of the house. He's wanting to not only handle it himself, but also he's... He sees this as exhilarating fun for him at first, is seeing this stuff. Yeah, which, which you know, me, that's not the right approach. Well, <laughs> listen, well, listen, I mean, I've, me and some friends have done moments where we've been, uh, this was years before, uh, I think, you, like, before you started doing uh, shows at the Little Theater locally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, there were days where we would finish a show and we would have, like, uh, like in the dark, 
try to commune with theater ghosts at the little, not just the little theater, but also the big theater to uh, the, the right the, of us. The state yeah, theater? Yeah, we did that there too. And, uh, you know, I always, like, I just, <laughs> do you believe in this stuff? I I do, because I've had my own experiences. Okay. I've been, in, the funny thing, it's a theater. It was a theater. Um, I was actually part of a uh, ghost hunting troop and I had a brick thrown at me from nowhere and it scared the crap out of me um but I also have my own like personal beliefs towards what they are I've I've heard people say like ghosts and stuff I don't believe in ghosts okay. I believe in other stuff <laughs> like demons and all that coming yeah in? okay um I do not believe that ghosts are possible okay um I believe that demons can uh change their form to seem as if they are whatever they wish to be. Okay. And why would a ghost be malignant? Okay. Um, but that's me. Yeah. I mean, um, I've talked with a lot of people who do believe in that stuff. Um, you know, personally, I do not. I mean, I've just never been... I've been in one circumstance, and I think it was just me hearing myself, but there was one night mm-hmm. at the little theater. I was working on lights and stuff, you know, set, setting. I was during tech week, and I was just setting lights and everything. I was there by myself. All the lights were out except for the stage lights that I was setting yeah. uh, and me in the, my booth. It was, the lights were on in there. And when you exit the light booth... Right behind there is the green room where yeah. the cast can hang out. When I when I was there, I you know I'm typing and stuff, and I stop because I'm like I thought I heard something, you know, just like whenever it's like pitch quiet, like you can hear things easier, like a creak in the wall, right. or a pipe or something, the, the which u- is usually usual, what you the usual house noises, right? But I was like I paused and I and I was quiet and I was like. And I went back to doing what I was doing, and I hear a, I heard a voice. It's a little kid voice that was like, "No, he's still here." <laughs> I promptly <laughs> saved what I was doing, turned off everything, and I got the fuck out. <laughs> um. I think the right approach. It <laughs> was late at night. I I do it. I narrow it to tired and my it, brain playing tricks on which, me. Which that's entirely possible. We also have a doll in that in that place. That I remember candy that doll. Candy has been with us for a long candy. time. I, I and, have and I, I have, have heard thrown about, her about. I, and I'm not. <laughs> I've, I've heard about candy. I've, I've heard about candy. It's we. It is weird though. Like I mean, because like I said. You know, maybe I could go to some places and, like, I think atmosphere plays a lot into it. Atmosphere does help. And, like... Which does cause your mind to play tricks on itself. Right. That's why you need to actually be investigative about, uh, if you're going to actually, like, investigate a so-called haunting. Yeah. You have to realize, oh, yeah, sometimes it's just your mind playing tricks on itself. Right. So, um, just going into that with that kind of experience, because but I think everyone has had moments of 
you know, these mo- these little moments of you hearing like, like you said, house sounds. And that's what so much of this movie is. And that's where I think this movie really shines. Yeah. Because it starts off as such a slow burn because it starts off as yes. what could possibly just be the house making noise. Yes. And there's a lot of, there's a part of me that wishes that's what this movie was. That the movie in reality was was playing on that paranor- paranoia. That yeah. there was no demon. The whole movie is just these two people who let who just, eventually let their paranoia yeah. get the best of them, and then that's what it ends up being. It's just yeah problems with the house, the house just settling or whatever. Yeah, and whatever reason, you know, maybe they end up dying in some way, like by an accident, and they explain it away in this way, and it's like, oh, that's or, what it was, or make it horribly tragic. And yeah, I, I hate going this dark, but saying that the girl finally succumbs to her paranoia yeah. and. Takes herself out. Yeah, well, she just loses her mind and stuff, you know. And takes like, herself she out and Mika. Yeah, like, it's completely possible that... I mean, there was a movie in a stage play very much like that. I think it was called Bug. Yeah. Some, some maybe. I haven't looked into that. But, like, it's... But the idea of that being the case could have been very interesting. But what they do here, while not that, I still think really works. It does. Um, and uh, we go to night... Only- I mean, we go to night one... And all you hear are like yes. sounds of footsteps. Yes, you uh, you hear just like uh, soft knocking and soft scary sounds. I had my I I've been do I've been having my closed captions on uh, my Same. movies and shows <laughs> a, a lot lately because mainly it, cause I'm because I'm watching it helps. Yeah, well, one thing I've been watching uh, you know Rings of Power and House of the Dragon, and when they start saying these names, I'm like. Who the fuck are you talking about i need to have like names pop up so i know how they're spelled and so i can differentiate themselves because some of them sound similar so i need that but watching and you know watching this uh you know i almost it, wish i hadn't had it on because you sometimes know sometimes they'll catch well because i'm like well because whenever they would have like the noise and stuff you as the listener are supposed to just be watching it being like was that something? Did I hear something? Because but like when the watched, thing comes up, it says I soft watched, sound. I had the privilege of watching this in the theater. No closed caption, no nothing. Yeah. And nothing but that huge surround sound around me. And oh my goodness. Yeah, this, this is a movie. Like, you know, the two best movies I, um, you know, when I, I like watching, you know, when I saw Endgame in theaters. Oh. Huge excitement from people. It was the right type of the, excitement. The it was great. from everybody. But the fact that I was in the theater when Captain America said Avengers assemble and everyone yeah. stood up and went, Yeah. Yeah. Like I I I was patient that entire movie, but when that moment happened and he's like, Avengers, assemble, I said, Let's fucking go. <laughs> and the entire crowd went, Yeah. <laughs> like that moment was electric and it was so exciting. I've, However, there is no other type of feeling than being in a really great comedy with a full crowd and being in a really scary movie with a full crowd. And I would love to go back in time and go to a full house of this movie because oh I guarantee you there's so many mo- – like. So I didn't see a quiet place in theaters, but I know a lot of oh. people talked about it being like you could hear a pin drop. People really were like – 
holding their breath, holding their breath and because, stuff like that. Because if they didn't, everyone looked at them and be like, you're fucking dead. You're an idiot. You're dead. <laughs> you know? And so with this, again, it's playing on those little sounds because you hear like a creak of like a house or wherever then, you're at. And then just like the soft or even thud. Like you're, in. Yeah, a soft thud, someone walking. You, you people. That's just normal house noises yeah. as far as some people are concerned. But you walking into this movie, you know, maybe it's something else. Yeah. Whenever I'm home alone, which is a decent amount of times, like, and it's nighttime, you know, I don't believe in that stuff. I mean, I believe in people breaking into the house, but I don't believe in, like, spooky stuff. But I'm still there, and I'm, like, minding my own business, and I'll still, like, like, I have to watch something. I have to have something audible happening, because if I leave it quiet for too long, you're, like... There's nothing going on. Is something in there? Go away! Leave me alone! This, this just interior paranoia that starts making its own stuff up. Yeah, which is very human. I think yeah. that, like there's nothing it's, it's wrong with it. It's a defense mechanism. Right. And so the movie starts with just like those like sloth knockings. But then Katie. the next morning they mm-hmm. wake up and Katie's keys are on the floor. In the middle of the floor. Well, I was going to say, in so in the night we have soft knocking. Oh, yeah. Soft, scary noises. Katie whispers, it's looking, it's looking at, at me. me. Mika's asleep, so he doesn't recognize that. Yeah. She says that there's a humming noise, thumping, and then keys falling on the ground. You hear that. And then, yeah, yeah the next morning, the morning they're in the, are in the middle of the, middle of the floor. floor. Now, again, this is one of those things where it's like... It's like, well, you say you put them there. Did you really put them there? Did yeah. you like what happened? You know, why says, move the keys? I always put the keys right here by your wallet. Right. And it's like you could have just dropped them and forgot. Now this is the this is sometimes the moments of these movies and stuff that gets me like a little. Uh, it's it's I'm I'm trying to get my investment because Where, why the fuck is this demon moving keys? What is the point? You know, what are you doing? Like, what is what is the point? Like, I, I, like if you're an invisible can, demon, what are I, you? Are you like, <laughs> I, I, I can kind of understand this because what it is is starting to see that paranoia, trying to get. You. So you think the point of I the demon is trying to he's, psychologically he's mess with you? Trying them? to psychologically mess with you because the more you start to worry about it, the more it's going to have that power because you find out later with the interview with the yeah. uh, uh, paranormal investigator, yeah. Dr. Uh, Fredericks. Yeah. It feeds off of negative energy. Yeah. So it's and doing you that being much. worried and having anxiety constantly, you're feeding this thing. Yeah. I guess that makes sense in some regard. I mean, because most people are going to be like, because you don't understand this thing, and honestly, whenever you listen to, like, this expert talk about it, mm. it sounds so, like, because we live, we want to think we live in a world of reality, you know? And yeah. even people who identify, I'm, I identify as a Christian, you know, but even then, like, the idea of demons and Satan and stuff interacting with our world... It just doesn't like. I'm just like no. Like that's we don't live in that age anymore. That stuff doesn't happen, you know. Like, but you know, it's 
it's very possible that it does, you know, in, in that regard. You know, if I believe that they do exist, then I do believe that they could interact with the world. That's kind of the place where I, like, draw the line. I'm like, mm. no, they don't, they're not interacting with the world because if they do, like, if there is evidence, why not go into it? Like, obviously it's there, but if, but, you know, that's, people don't always think logically in that way, you know? Yeah. So. I, I can see that. But, um, yeah, so that the keys fell. Um, we learned a little couple of other things. I know we learned about her younger sister, Christy. Yep. Uh, that she has. Younger sister, Christy, who also experienced uh, this thing. Yeah. Uh, a shadowy thing that would just stand at the end of their the end of their bed. Yeah. She, like it, it would interact with Katie, but Christy could see it too. Yeah. Was how she described it. Very spe- and like to make these kind of distinctions and stuff. I wonder where they were going with because I know that the director of this, uh, of this movie, who also wrote it and produced it and everything, he is on- he's only been marked as a producer for all the other films, yeah, except for the brand new one that's about to come out on Paramount Plus. He is also the writer on that. This is is the only other one that he's written. Hmm. He wrote the first one, and now he's writing the the newest one. And so I'm like, does this guy, because he's also a producer for the other ones, like, did he have an overarching story that he was trying to supplant things uh, for future films, or like, is he, like, how much did he have planned ahead I, of time? I, you know, in my opinion, just with the four that I primarily watch, mm-hmm. um, I if I watch it, I watch it from one to four. Yeah. Um, even if I don't like three or four, um, to me, I don't think he was planning on continuing after this. Yeah. But with the success of the first one, yeah, he went, okay, let's make this an overarching story, and then from there made it into an over- overarching yeah. story. Like they said enough crumbs in this, the where that when they do start making the future movies. They are able to build off of those, yeah. but if we nothing had ever come of it, it sits on its own fine. Right. Um. Yeah. But, anywho, uh, we do have the whole talk with the psychic. Yes. Well, we also learn. We also learned yeah. very quickly. We learned that there was also a mysterious fire oh, when she was yeah. a kid. As there a kid, she, exper- she experienced these things that whenever she was like eight, um, there was a mysterious fire, and then they started moving around. Um, it kind of followed them where they went because it wasn't the house. It was, it, it seems was to be Katie. And yes, then they get a, not a demonologist, they get a... Psychic. Yeah, someone who specializes who, in ghosts. Yeah, and he, obviously Mika does not take this guy seriously. Yeah, which I wouldn't. Mm, nah. mm-hmm. my, 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 my natural attitude to this, because of the, because you... Sometimes you feel like people are trying to have see, you, you know? See, see, this is kind of the weird thing. Um, like like I told you, I believe in the paranormal. I believe there is a possibility for a place to be haunted uh-huh. and reasons for the haunting and everything else. I do not believe in psychics. Okay. I do not believe in psychics. I believe people who are sensitive to certain things happening around them and they can pick up on that. I do not believe in a psychic. So do you think, do you think this guy is full of shit? If... I were to see him in real life, I'd say yes. In real life, in the movie, in the movie, you think he's he's fully authentic. I think he's I think he's authentic. See, it's very weird because like sometimes he's like you're trying to pick up on it. I think he's I think in the movie like he's meant to be because he is, uh, you know, you, you know he's he's 
he's there with them, you know, and he's uh, saying all these things matter of factly, basically to the audience more or less. Yeah, you know, being like, oh, it, there, it is exposition. There is a it's difference. exposition to the audience. Obviously. Yeah, we'll be like, there are ghosts and there are demons. Ghosts are people who have died. Demons are something else. You do not have a ghost. That's not my area of expertise. And he wants to leave. Now the thing is. If he were charging them, I'd be like, I think this guy's full of shit. Because well, he's there as his own what, volition, yeah. it, you get the feeling of like, oh, well, maybe not. But then at the same time, this is – see, and this is where it could have been interesting if it was psychological and, and, and there was no demon. Because if he was like, you know, well, I'll tell them that there is. I'll give them all this mumbo jumbo. And whenever things happen, regardless if they get rid of it or something, you know, they can reference me. And then whatever other business I have, my books, my whatever, right. those then will sell well, you know? Oh, here's my associate who really is just my business partner. Yeah. And- yeah. Being like, oh, I have like the here's a log that I went to them and I told them such and such, you yeah. know, here's, and then one of them the died and- because they didn't listen to me by my book or <laughs> I told them these things. They listened to me and then it went away by my book. You know what I mean? Right. So but you never get any sense of that. So this guy's mainly there for exposition. Um, just, just like I don't think that the family from The Conjuring are psychics or paranormal investigators at all. I think they are people that were out to make people's lives miserable and take their money yeah which hey get on that grind <laughs> no yep no it's not great that for them any of them to do that kind of thing to play on people's like personal traumas personal traumas and stuff like that no no hard pass for me red flag but, um anywho but yeah i have mika doesn't believe uh in this st- well it's weird because he doesn't believe in this stuff but he states earlier that he spent half of a week's payment on this new camera. I'm like, you have to like, I don't know. I don't know about you. It, it, like, it's if kind I of went, mixed bag. Like if I went into point. a, I, yeah, but I mean, but I'm saying like if I went into a relationship, and like my girlfriend was like, you know, I've been I've been followed by a demon my entire life, and everything. Like because she's not wanting the filming happening, he is. Why are you going to spend half of a week's payment? On a camera for something you don't even believe in. I I I think he. To me. He believes that the things might be happening. Uh huh. But he again wants to fix it himself and is more telling himself, "Oh, that's this guy's full of shit," because I'm going to fix it. Or maybe I don't need him. Yeah, maybe I mean, it's not, and I, I don't believe in the ghost or spirit or demon or whatever. Like, it's not that I don't believe that anything's actually happening. It's that I don't believe it's a big deal. Yeah, that could be more it. Like, you know, anything happening, it's like, you know, obviously it's not going to, like, be a huge, like, it's going to annoy us. It's not going to kill us, you know, yeah. more of a thing like that. Which, I mean, listen, I'll have Casper hang around. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like if you have a friendly ghost, fuck it, you know. Sure. But like, sure. but like it's um like I can't get any sleep, like all the like it's, I'm losing it's, sleep. Yeah, I'm having like, a hard time I'm fine. concentrating. I'm getting hurt by these things, which is the thing is like, again, as the movie goes along and they start not having as much sleep, it plays into the paranormal paranoia paranorman uh, paranoia <laughs> the paranormal paranoia of paranormal yes and. <laughs> So we go into our though a- after they have their meeting with the psychiatrist. Yep. We go into night three, September twentieth. Mm-hmm. Again, I I night, came with my receipts. Night three, okay? night three, September. Again, 20th. he's gonna be pi. He's gonna be. 
He's going to be a paranormal investigator before we know it. He's got all the notes. Yes. Uh, listen, growing up, I thought PI was the coolest job. You know? I love PI shows and everything. Yeah. Like, just to wear whatever you want and go around talking to people, like, doing these little jobs for them and getting the, like, it's it's like the modern day, like, D and D character, you know, <laughs> like you go up and you perform little odd jobs, well, little quests and stuff. You are your own video game protagonist, right? You walk the up, the like, person me. ever. By the <laughs> way, there's a great video I watched the other night, which is someone was playing L.A. Noir, but they oh. believed every lie. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's hilarious because it's like, I want to see this. Like, this fucking detective is so naive. <laughs> He's like, really? <laughs> Someone's like, I was, ki- I was, they were killed by a werewolf, and he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I need to see this. I'll have it's to show so it to you. It's, it's so good. Um, but night, night three, September twentieth, low hums, mm-hmm. and the door creaks. Door goes. Door, door slowly moves one way, slowly and then the other way. way. Again, little things right now that you're like, well, that could be the wind. Right. Anything could do that. But he does point out the next morning when he finds that footage, the flowers aren't moving. They're right by the door. Mm-hmm. It's, they're not moving. Yeah. Nothing's like fluttering the sheets or anything. Yeah. And the door just goes. Eh, yeah. Eh. Which, because I got my, my bedroom door, like I'll have it open and it'll just close. Um, maybe I have but, a ghost. Well, mm. Again, that 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 is more just the weight of your door settling into the lean of the house. Right. Now and now this is one thing about the movie that I I understand why they do it and it works fine enough, but sometimes I wish they didn't have to do it. Where they'll have a night, something will happen, the next morning will come, they will tell us what happened. Just yeah. in case, I guess, if you didn't see it. Because the thing is, with watching these, you're kind of you know, if well, you, I should have, I had my light on. I should have watched this in the dark because sometimes yeah. the glare would be happening. But like when you're watching this and the things are happening, you're waiting. You're like looking at everything. You're like, what's changing? Right. But like the next day, they're gonna be like, oh look, the door open. You know, oh look, yeah. there's a shadow. Oh look, this like you can see well, the footprints. So well, it's because as you're sleeping, you don't know what's on the camera, and then yeah, you go check the camera, and it's like. Yeah, but they're doing it also for the audience's benefit yeah, because you is. could easily do a scene. It's like you know we checked the tape and it's and and we saw this, but they have to show us the past tape and be like, yeah. look right there, that's crazy. Which again, yeah. I think works fine enough. Um, but they do it every single time, which is the only reason it kind of bothers me. I wish they did it like only a little bit, a, a little like bit. They, then... they trust the audience to be somewhat observant. Because if you if you put on a movie and you're just like, okay, I'm on my phone. It's like, what happened? You know. Which yeah. sometimes I get, which I bought a, I, I'll have to show it to you. I got a recent uh, fidget toy, um, yeah. which is awesome. I love this thing. But I've, I have a fidget I, ke- I keep it uh, on me and it's like, whenever I'm, especially now that I'm watching shows and stuff, playing with that while I'm watching helps me focus a little much better. Mm. Um, anyway. But we get that. Um and then September 22nd, the fifth night. Fifth night. Uh, she has a nightmare. That she wakes from a cold, dead sleep from. Yes. Uh, Just... <gasps> yeah. Uh, we also get a slamming sound um, that same night. Yep. But yeah, when she wakes up from that nightmare, oh, God, it's so good. 
just like I love like the silence and then just like the <laughs> jumping up, which um I have done before. Yeah, <laughs> where it's just <gasps> and I wake up and I look around. Okay, okay, I'm I'm still in bed. I'm yeah. still in my house. It's, okay, good. And oh, good. Oh, good. And upon hearing the slamming sound, Mika then goes to investigate. Yep. With no weapon. Now the thing. Well, the thing is. You could, is it anybody could, there? Right. Well, look. It could. That's, it could be a. Uh, it could be nothing. It could just be the. Even if it is a ghost, but it also could just be an intruder, Mika. Right. Someone like who get broke a bat. Into your house. Get something. Yeah. Do you have? Do you have anything that is your? Uh, do you have a gun or anything? I, I do not have a gun for personal reasons. I do, however, have um, a knife. That I keep um, between the mattresses. Mm-hmm. Um, that's right within my arm's reach. That way I can reach around, grab it if I need to. What kind of knife is it? Um, it is a machete. Okay. Oh! <laughs> that's quite a knife. For the long... Actually, I think it... Give me a second. For our audio viewers, he's going to the drawer, searching through it. And has returned with a switchblade. This, for the longest time, was what I carried around. Uh, sometimes for work, sometimes for uh, just, the, like, I convinced myself it was defense. Uh, you know? <laughs> uh, it just looked cool to me. But, like, you know, just uh, for, you know, just to mm. have something. Um, because I never wanted to be someone who carried guns around. Um, just because I think they can be, you know, too easy to, in that serious, like, big gun situation, like, with the police and stuff, you just be like, oh, well, there's someone with a gun. Oh, that guy's got a gun. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not, I'm the good guy with the gun. It's like, we don't know that. Yeah. You're bald. You could be a skinhead. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, for the longest time, like, I did carry around, like, some sort of pocket knife or something around. Yeah. Um... I don't carry around pocket knives. My my dad's been trying to get me to carry a pocket knife, but um, they weigh my pockets down. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I, I used to work uh, in a warehouse, and I had to have a knife, or I had to have something to cut b- boxes and stuff with. Yeah. So, uh, see, see, when I was working at, like, a plant nursery... Where we would get like those whole, ner- those, whole ships. Those old people would get fucking crazy. And you have to be like, Mrs. Johnson, put that gun down. I'm going to got you, bitch. <laughs> but but we would get pallets of like uh, bowls and stuff. Yeah. And they would be wrapped in cellophane. And yeah. it's like, okay, I got to cut this. <laughs> yeah. Which again, like I said, and I and I have like a couple of knives and stuff. Yeah. Um, like $20 or something like that. Um, that I would carry around and stuff, but yeah, I mean, I like this one though. It looks cool. It, it does look. It's cool. like a spear uh, tip and everything. It's not that sharp and everything. It's ma- it mainly be for in the moment to keep. I don't someone care t- if it's sharp or not. If you put enough force in it, it's right. going to go in. Right, but in most case, well, honestly, in most cases of like people trying to rob you and stuff, if you show, if you're able to be assertive and show resistance in that, because most people who rob you are not looking to fucking kill you. They're looking to get something and leave. Yeah, because if they show so many times where they, when people are shown any kind of resistance by like a gun, a knife, even just like swinging back, sometimes people will just be like, "I'm out," and they'll just run away. You know. Yeah. Um. So. But Mika, you go and run. But Mika, yeah. What the fuck? You go. You're going with nothing. 
Okay? You, you I know you, you like at least take the camera, beat him to death with the camera. You know, like in quarantine. Mm-hmm. Like in quarantine. It's another found footage horror film. I actually really <laughs> like that one. Um, Based off of Wreck. Yeah. And so, yeah, he goes with nothing. Um, whenever there, nothing happens, Mika says, is that all you got? Because Mika is starting to... It's like, to, oh, uh, you're antagonizing this thing yeah, now. Mika is very actively antagonizing. See, see, this is one of the very wrong things that you do in this case. Yeah. Is you antagonize it. Which is why no one should ever take me on any kind of ghost <laughs> haunting thing because I'm too much of a smartass for my own good. We would be in there and I'd be like, where's the ghost? Ghost. Hey, ghost. Hey, a fuck. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, ghost. Bitch. And everyone would be like, stop it. You're antagonizing it. I'm, 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 like, I'm antagonizing the air. Okay, here's an antagonizing the air for you. And I'd fart and stuff. I'd just be just, like. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone should be like, you're going to get us killed. I'm like, All right, am I? Is that what's going to happen? Hey, at least you got your evidence. At least he's going to show up for that. Right. <laughs> like, you know, I just. Oh god! I just don't like. I just wouldn't be taking it seriously at all. Which I mean, hey, would probably get me killed in this situation. Which is why I don't go into the situations anyway. <laughs> so, but I do like you know. I don't know. I do like these haunted. I may. It could be fun to go on like the haunted haunted tours. Like See, I mean, I, if it's just I don't, us, I don't if like it's like haunted tours though. Yeah, well, that's I mean, my problem. Yeah. I don't like haunted tours because the people who run those tours, you don't know what the, the nine times out of ten. They're setting the atmosphere, telling you what you should be feeling or saying. Yeah. And once you start actually doing the questions, just watch Holden Hartman. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Holden Hartman. Hey, Holden. I love that guy. <laughs> Subscribe. I, <laughs> Subscribe. I, 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 I've mainly been at, interacting through our YouTube channel on things, and I forgot that I hadn't subscribed to him from our channel. Oh, so I, I saw a backlash. He's oh, yeah. not far from us. He's I in know. Pensacola. <laughs> I, I started, a, I hit subscribe again uh, through the Fleet Street Geek channel, and I saw that he, him and his wife are now watching the Avatar show. Uh, I was like, I was like, uh, uh, yes. Uh, uh. So, and I saw, I was watching a couple other things from him. I was like, God, I love this guy. He's, he's, so, he's, he's great. I love him. Him and Jen are, are great. So yeah. uh yeah, go go subscribe to Holden Hartman on Holden I'll, Hartman. Again, I'll try to remember and put it in the uh uh description down below. But we also so after him antagonizing, he hears um kind of a strange uh sound. Um This is night isn't it the, night thirteen? Uh it's right before that. So they hear like a strange sound. Uh, he thinks that there may be some communication. He's like, uh, should we get like yeah. a Ouija board? Uh, it's like wondering about that. Which he's been warned to not do. Yeah, he's like, this is why I do not screw with Ouija boards. Yeah, guy was Ouija, like, do Ouija not boards, try to communicate. Ouija boards invite the thing in. Yeah. Because you have this before where, yes, this thing has been restricted. Mm-hmm. Because you have not given it permission, full permission to be in. Yeah. You bringing a Ouija board in and asking it questions is you inviting it in. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that's like, a, and that like, is a thing as old as, like, like, vampires and stuff. I mean, that's and, why... It, and also, like, fairy, yeah. fairy stories. Yeah. You do not invite them in because when you invite them in, yeah. that means they are there to stay well, if they want. Yeah, well, like, in any kind of mythos, the things, things like names, things like homes, yeah. those have power, you know, which is, you know... Um, 
Which is why you have <laughs> songs like Year Zero by Ghost, where they say the six names of yeah. Satan. Hey, hot. Satanus. Lucifer. Be here, Zabob. But I. Which is now become a TikTok. Yeah, I love it. It's so good. Uh, I was listening, though, or after I watched this movie, I went, and there's a lot of YouTube reactions of this uh, movie. So I was checking out some of them, and. Uh, you know, they were like, uh, and talking, about, oh God, what was my point? God, I just lost it. My, I had a train of thought and it got derailed. What were we talking about? Uh, the Ouija board. The Ouija board. Inviting uh, things in. Right, inviting things in. Um, and so, uh, oh God, fuck. I literally oh, had like no. a point and then I lost it. Oh no. Yeah, we'll see if it comes uh, back. If it, if it comes um, back, it was important. Yeah. If it doesn't come back, it was important. So, but like, yeah, about communicating with it, and yeah, he wants to get a Ouija board. They're like, no. Uh, the guy says he's like, do not communicate with this thing. It's not a good idea. Do not invite it in. Um, and yeah, so he's like, I'm not gonna do it. Anyway, then we get September thirtieth, night thirteenth, um, where they are which, woke up by this ungodly scream. scream. Yeah, there's like a thud. There's a screech. Uh, and a crashing sound, loud thumping, or soft thumping. Um, and he then has a little microphone to uh, pick up the uh, sounds. Yeah. Like, he starts to ask it questions and stuff. Um, and one of them being like, you know, he's like, are you, you know, are you there? Do you, are you trying to communicate? And when he goes back over it, there's like a little growl there. And so he's like, oh, I'm taking that as a yes. You want to communicate. Um, but they also when they investigate going downstairs, they see the chandeliers just sitting there yeah. swinging. Yeah, little things like that. Great atmosphere setter. Uh, again, I wish I had watched this in the dark. Uh, that would, in, really would in felt the dark it. with headphones. Now it's really funny. Uh, I love whenever he's at he's got the microphone. And he's at, he's like you know are you trying to communicate? What is your quest? <laughs> What, what is your favorite, favorite color? color? <laughs> like he starts like, referencing uh, Monty Python. Thank you, sir. That, thank you, sir. That's really funny. Um, cause in, as, as serious as this situation is, thank you, sir. Again, that's what I would have been doing. <laughs> what, what is your question? What is your favorite what color? What is your favorite color? What uh, is the capital of Assyria? <laughs> but he hears a growl and he uh, is like, oh, well then I'm, I must get up and uh, I, I must get aboard. Uh, a Ouija yeah. board, which he said, which she's like, do not get a Ouija board under yeah. any circumstance. I don't want that. Okay. Um, we do also go to night fifteen, don't we? Night fifteen before he gets October before se- he gets the board. October second, uh, which is night fifteen. Katie gets up and, and stares at him, still staring at him for like, several hours, for like two three hours. Um, after which. She goes downstairs. She goes downstairs, and there is like a crash. Now, here's the thing: when watching this, also they didn't point this out, which this is a good thing. But watching this, I could have sworn her shadow—you're like, oh, her shadow's on the door. Her it moves separately. From it's her. delayed. Like, like her shadow is delayed. I'm that like, is that, so creepy. Well, like I don't think, but I think that's not her shadow. No, you're watching that. And you're like. She's possessed at this point. No, but like there is like later whenever you see them laying down and there's like a shadow. Yeah. You're like, oh, there's the thing. Like she's not possessed. Like that thing's just standing by her too. Like, like I just imagine like she's standing there and like it's over her shoulders and stuff. Little puppeteer strings attached to her like 
Because she's staring at it, and then the shadow moves separately from her, I have written. Then Katie goes outside. Outside, on the, like, back porch swing by the pool or something. Yeah. And he goes out there, and he's talking with her, and she's like, I don't want to come inside. No, I want to stay out here. And he's like, well, I'll go get some blankets. And, he's, and Mika's like, this is crazy. Then there's a crash sound from upstairs. Yeah. He goes up. The TV's on with static going. Yeah. And just, sh- white, just white noise and static. That's and it. And he's approaching it slowly. And then he turns around and Katie's in the doorway. Katie's in the doorway. And she's acting like the last couple of minutes have not occurred. No. She, she didn't know anything. She's, she's like, like, what are you doing? Why is the TV on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's... Let's and, go yeah. to bed. Yeah. And he starts talking to her. Um, you know, she's, she's like, I, all I remember is going to sleep and then, and then you were in the doorway filming me. She doesn't remember getting up and staring at him. She nope. doesn't remember going outside. She doesn't even remember talking to him. Yeah. Uh, he's like, you talk to me. She's like, what did I say? And that like, I mean, that's some, that, mm. that's <laughs> upset unsettling because have you ever lost time? Have you ever, like, gotten drunk or, like, for any reason, like, been like, what happened? Um, I've lost time mostly playing video games. (laughs) God, you fucking nerd. I love you. Be sitting Uh, there playing, like, Super Mario Brothers. Well, there's some moments when, like, I mean, I I remember getting my tonsils out and going under the anesthesia, being like, count back from ten. I went, ten. <laughs> but like you know, it's you know, and there were some moments like whenever, like some some nights whenever I've driven like close to midnight and stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm like really tired from the day. Sometimes my my like I'll be drive. It's like my brain goes on autopilot, and to where like I'm driving like normal and everything, but like I'm not paying attention like i'm paying attention to the road and stuff but it's not like a i'm um, falling asleep kind of thing it's like a like i'm just so in the moment to where all of them are like i've been going for like, like i've just been going fine like but like you, you know what i mean there's like that difference from like being in the moment to not being in the moment um you know what i mean and I, so like in that i sense, swear i'm borderline narcoleptic uh-huh because again playing video games specifically uh-huh I have I, I have a classic NES at home. Mm-hmm. And lately, my thing has been, I will have Critical Role playing in my ears. I'll have the TV on complete mute, and I'm playing Super Mario Brothers. I'm trying to get the highest score I can. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. I did not know it. I've done this multiple times, actually. Yeah. Where I would close my eyes just for a second... I swear, it's just for a second. Yeah. I open my eyes again. I'm at the game over screen. Mm-hmm. And Critical Role has moved on to the next episode. Yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just, pink. Yeah. I mean, these moments, like, you know, it's it's usually in moments of, like, drinking or sleep dep- deprivation. But, like, yeah, these moments happen and you're just, like... I it, I can't imagine though losing time in that way and being like I was doing things. That's and, scary. And you have video evidence that yeah, you were doing these things. Right. Um um Mika then gets aboard like he was again told um, multiple times not to. Which and he does that fucking thing where it's like you I said I wouldn't buy a board. I borrowed this one. 
Don't, don't it's like do you that. don't you do know, that. You know don't. exactly what was meant. That that was like the most asshole way to do that. Yeah. Um people who do that I cannot stand. Yeah. Um Let me find a loophole to what we agreed to. Yeah. Which, you know, they leave it for the rules lawyers. He's like, I'm sitting there with it. He then just they leave it there with the camera on and he they leave and the plants move. the camera's on. Yeah. You see plants move. You see the board move. The thing you move. See, it takes so little... long for it to move. You're watching it, and then once it starts, it's... God, it looks it's... so good. It starts it's... moving around, and then, and then a fire starts. Fire. And then it goes out. And Just, just really quick. Just... Yes. And then it extinguishes itself. Right. Um, which... You know, he's like, oh, I, I, you know, look, it did that. She doesn't want anything to do with it. No, nope. she's, she's which, the whole which time. I wouldn't either. The whole time, she keeps saying she wants to call the demonologist who the other guy yeah. recommended. He's uh, like, this, I don't deal with Johans demons or whatever. Yeah, and uh, he and Mika's like, no, I'll handle it. And then he before uh, night seventeen, he's placing out powder. Yep, a bunch of talcum powder into the hallway. Yeah. And on the on the top steps and yeah. the in the doorway on the hall, he's like, "I'm doing this." She's like, "Well, if this doesn't do anything, we're calling we're the calling. guy." And he's like, "Okay, that's fine." So October fourteenth or October fourth, night seventeen happens, uh, which they wake the they have they wake up their footsteps, and you can um, watch on the camera as just these light little, yeah. Well, first off, they the first night we see footsteps because uh, they do the, the stuff two nights in a row. Yeah, um, they first hear a sound. They wake up. There's footprints in the uh, powder, and they lead to the attic. Yeah, um, it leads to the attic, and they have footsteps. And when he goes up into the attic, again, this is great because he like he's poking his head. He sees something. He hands her the camera and goes up. And you don't see him up there. You're just like nope. waiting. You're waiting to hear you're something. Waiting to hear something. Your you're, imagination's playing with you. You're and, hearing nothing. You're like, and he did he just disappear in there? And he eventually comes down, and the thing he saw was a picture of Katie from their old house that had burned down. Yeah, that should have been destroyed. It should not exist. Right? How did it get here? You know. Um. Which yeah, that's messed up. <laughs> exactly. And so they're freaking out about that. Next night comes around, October fifth. Yeah. Uh, which is night eighteen, they do they again have uh, footsteps. Now Lights. these ones come up to the bed yep. that they see, and that's the ones they look at. Um, there is a door. The door, the door slams. slams shut. Yes, and what the hell? Oh, bangs! Look at that. I started like having an attack <laughs> as I was ri- writing that because it looks like Bing's. Uh, Chandler Bing shows up and he's like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's like, oh, God. Up, he, guys? What a horrible thing to haunt us. Um, Chandler Bing's. No. But yeah, they are having, um, they, they are just having the worst time now. They're, they're getting yeah. no sleep because of these events. Um, they're hearing these loud bangings. Uh, something is apparently trying to get in. They hear a crack, and yep. they look at a picture, and Meek, Mika's, Mika's face, face is cracked, while Katie's is not, showing that yeah. this thing fucking hates Mika. Right. Just like me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I like Mika. But it is... So, but instead, like this instead of calling the demonologist, they call Dr. Avery's again, the 
psychic. Yeah. And uh, now I'll say this like real quick. Um, uh, the with with Mika. Do you think this thing like hates him because like is he doing any type of good or does it just Mika's is it more not, annoyed by him? Mika has done nothing good. Nothing. Everything he has done has been for the sensationalism of this thing and to piss it off. Well, the thing is, like, if this thing is real, okay, showing it more, having more evidence of its existence, like, is that better or worse for the spirit? Like, you know what I mean? Like, in terms of, like... It's the intent behind it. uh Uh-huh. Mika is seeing this as sensationalism, mm-hmm. which is not how you're supposed to look at this at all. And he need to approach this with a lot more respect than he does. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, you know... Showing more evidence of this thing could possibly piss this thing off. Yeah. Because it could be an entity that thrives on being secretive. Yeah. Okay. And... If it is, then yes, him doing this is something that is going to antagonize it. Yeah. I just like it. I'm talking in the terms of because it's very different from something being like, oh, I hate you because you're annoying. And it's like, I hate you because you can harm me, you know? Which you got I guess. proof that I exist. Yeah. Which <laughs> the thing is, whenever. Uh, uh, saying if it comes later or not. Um. I guess I didn't have, have that written when that happens. Because they do call the guy back, you said. Um, yeah, they, they, and he he walks in and he's like, oh, what the fuck? He, he, <laughs> he's he walks like, in and goes, nope. No. <laughs> he's like, nope. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I can't do this. Which again. Because I believe, again, there are people who are sensitive to situations at the moment. Yeah, because he's feeling and, bad vibes. And you walk in and you go. This is not good. He's this like, is not a good place. I need to leave. He's he's and, he's like this thing is not happy that I'm here. But the thing is like you know again, this could easily be the guy being like I'm gonna pop. They're gonna call me back in. I'm gonna say oh no, it's gotten worse. I can't be here. And then I don't have to answer any of their questions. But I've planted in their mind like I've but, done something. But I think in the I've, mythology I've, of of the thing of he is paranormal activity. He is legit. Yeah, which I think is different from like the guy from the demon being like oh i hate mika because he's annoying me and he's doing all these things i hate this guy because he could do something about me uh which he's like this isn't my level of expertise it's like you're better than nothing it it could also be like the whole situation of um a lot of like emmityville horror Mm -hmm. where they talk about the uh priest coming in trying to uh bless the house and get it hallowed yeah and him getting attacked by a bunch of flies yeah it could be like that where, yeah, this guy's going to walk in and try and cleanse the place. And this thing has such power over the place that now he's going to possibly harm this guy. Yeah. And see, this is the part of, like, this kind of supernatural stuff that I like. Supernatural. Like, <laughs> I go into that mind. I'm like, I like the idea of, like, mortal men, like, these things fighting demons and stuff like that. I think it's yeah. cool. I think it's exciting uh, for, like, movies and stuff. Um, so Play Doom. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, but not like in the big gun aspect and stuff. Like having like a priest and stuff, I I think yeah. is kind of like a man of God going against like demons from hell and stuff. The and exorcist, things like yeah, like exorcist like level stuff. I think is really cool. Um, yeah. I say cool. People have 
gone through horrible tragedies through this kind of stuff. Right. Um, but, like, for t- TV and movies, like, it lends itself to that exciting thing. I mean, hell, playing D&D, like, when you go, you can have a really fun horror-esque uh, adventure that is in that realm. Um, oh, definitely. You get, I definitely, definitely would. Can. I definitely would do something like that in a game if I were running it, like of a family being tormented by a spirit of some kind, and it ends up being like something that the party's like, "Holy shit!" You know, right? But that was actually them. Them getting the psychic was after they tried to get a hold of the demonologist. Yeah. But the demonologist was like out of town or something. Yeah, and so he and he so he showed up. He's like, "I'll do it, fine." He shows up. He's like, "Nope." And nope. then uh, he's like, "Look, the guy will be in town in a couple days. Just wait for him. You can do you can deal with it just, till then. Just wait for him. Just do not make it any more angry." Yeah, uh, October sixth, nineteen comes wrong. Um, she feels Katie. She feels it touch her. Mm-hmm. She feels it breathe on her. Yeah. Um, now all the time, all the while, uh, Mika has gone over the footage of the Ouija board of it moving and has tried to decipher tried what to it was saying. What it's saying. Now the only thing he found was he found a couple things, but one of the things was Diana, Diane, um, which, uh, in looking and researching, there was a woman named Diane who experienced the same things that Katie did, um, yeah. seeing things at a young age. A mysterious fire, um, and eventually Diane died. Um, right. Uh, I don't think they say how she died. I think it was like it, it, it just kept or something. Like she just, just died. Vague. It, it um, was kept vague. Um, and you know, obviously, learning that is getting Katie freaked out. She's like, I don't want to end up like that, you know. Yeah. Um, night seven rolls around. Night, night, um, night seven. We're way past no, night seven. Sorry, October seventh, <laughs> night twenty, um, pulls around, and Katie is, is full, full on. Of, she is dragged out of the bed, which dragged kicking and screaming from the bed. The thing is, also, I love how slow it is, though. Like, it just like it, it kind of does. You see the the, the thing the, move and grabs her foot, and she's slowly pulled out of bed. She falls slowly. on the ground, and like and she then wakes once up, she wakes up, it goes. It, wait, You're mine. Yeah, You're mine. like she wakes up and she's still slowly being pulled out and she's freaking out and she starts screaming for Mika. The door slams and he runs out and they run down and I love that you only see it yeah. from the perspective of the. Of he doesn't grab camera. because if he had gone for that camera, I would have. And we're back. Sorry, there was a little bit of a uh, thing there. We got we got a ghost here. It's all right. Um, it's all right. Hello, ghost. Hey, ghost. See, it's not speaking because they're not real. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get haunted tonight. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but, <laughs> but it pulls her out. And, yeah, I love that Mika does not go for the camera. Yeah, uh, he, that could have been immediately a, goes for Katie. Like, it, it could have been a very distinct thing to make his character hateable if, like, if, like she's getting pulled out and screamed. The fact and that he goes, he goes to grab the, the camera, camera. And, go and, and, and then, like, I got to get I gotta get this. But, I got to get the proof. It's but like, the fact no. that he does go for Katie does say he does care about her. Yeah, he does care about her. And this is, and regardless of any fights, because they have fights throughout this because of yeah. the way they want to go about it. And the end, Mika cares about. And I love, like, Katie and Mika have great chemistry together. Yeah. Um, the I two, really believe the two that actors do. in this, they pull off being a couple very well. And um, whenever he, he gets her, whatever happens downstairs happens. We don't see yeah, it at all. No idea. Um, but he goes down you there, just they're hear. screaming. Uh, he pull, brings her up. You, let her go, let her go. Yeah. 
Uh, and he eventually gets so her back So you're assuming upstairs. there's a tug of war yeah. between the two down there. You don't see it. Yeah, I can only imagine like her, she may have gotten lifted in the air or something like that. Some, but, but when you he pulls don't her, see it at all. When he brings her back up, uh, you do see the other day, uh, the next day she's been bitten. Uh, she has been. I don't know bitten. why I bit her. Uh, it's like, nah. <laughs> like, I mean, like, so again, sometimes it's, it's like it's just one of those animalistic things that's like, yeah, it, it's it's one of those things that in your head you're like, no person in their right mind bites someone. Why would this do it? Oh, they're kind of tasty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we then ha- are leading into what it ends up being the final night. Uh, because after this circumstance, Mika's like, I'm done. Mika's pissed. He's like, we're leaving. He takes the cross and the picture that uh, was of Katie and just throws it right into the fire and says, I'm done. Yeah, because even she, she was having the crucifix. She was stabbing she was, herself she in was her. Ho- she was holding it and like jamming it into her leg. Like she's yeah. just like doing anything she can. Anyway, Mika decides they're going to be, they're leaving. Yeah. Even for a couple of days, they're leaving this house. Which she agrees to. They're going to go to a, mo- a hotel. And, and, again, this is why having the subtitles can sometimes hinder. Because they're in the bed. He's like, we're going to be leaving. She says, no, I don't want to go. I want to stay, I want to stay in she the just, night. She's just gone kind of like completely languid. Right. And apathetic and just, I want to stay. And she, said, stay. and she says, like... It'll. It's all fine now. And there's a second voice there. I didn't hear it. I read it. The subtitle because the said subtitle it. says Katie and second voice. Yeah. Together, and in the theater, where there was no subtitle, that was such a subtle change. Yeah, I did not notice it until my second watch. It's through. barely there, but you can hear like a sec. Like it, it's layered. And she says it so calmly, but then the last night comes around, which is night, night twenty one, uh, October eighth, night twenty one, which is where Katie stands stands up. She stares at Mika again. again. Now, before it was from the opposite side of the bed. This time, she goes around and she's staring at him. Yep. Uh, Mika's blanket moves a little. Um, yep. Katie goes down the stairs. Walks into the darkness. She just walks downstairs, just pause, and then you hear her scream. And then Mika runs downstairs, and there's just screaming from both of them. Just like you can barely make out what they're saying. And then it's quiet. Just dead quiet. And you're slowly hearing footsteps walk up before Mika's body is thrown towards the camera, which knocks it down. Yep. Katie then comes over his body. She's got blood on her. And she smiles. And she goes at the camera. And Lunges that is the at end the camera. The, that is the end of the movie. Yep. And, but um, that is not the real ending. Well, it's it, it ends that way and then says, Mika's body was found October 11th by the police. Katie is still missing. Mm-hmm. And then we get our credits. Now, yes, there are... Two alternate endings. Yeah. Because this was the original ending. This was the which original is, ending. Which is what's on, obviously what we watched. That's what I watched just I, now. I had my DVD, which had the original ending and the alternate ending, which is the quote-unquote real ending that they uh, went with. Now, because it... And well, then another ending. Yeah, there's which, there's the original, the, the original, theatrical, 
and then the alternate. Yep. So because the alternate ending after um after Paramount uh acquired the rights and then distributed it like massively, that's when we got our theatrical and then the DVD later gave us the alternate. Yep. So uh, uh go ahead and tell us the, the alternate theatrical ending. and or, the theatrical ending was the one that you you said. Well we well we had the original and then we had like the theatrical which was slightly different and then the alternate. Like, the, we, we, give the us one, our the one alternates. that is the one that is accepted through the paranormal activity timeline. Okay, is on night twenty one, Katie awakens to once again stand and stare at Mika while he sleeps. Mm-hmm. She walks out into the darkness holding a large kitchen knife. Mm-hmm. Uh, her shirt bloodied. She sits beside the bed holding the knife and rocking herself until about two p.m. The next. Uh, Let's see. The next day, when her friend Amber calls and leaves a message expressing her concern, at about nine twenty, she's still sitting, rocking by the bed, and Amber can be heard entering the house. During this short period, uh, Katie stops rocking, and after Mika's, after Amber sees Mika's body, she runs out of the house, and Katie resumes rocking. Half an hour later, just after 9.50 p.m., police enter the house and discover Mika's body. And as they're checking Mika for vital signs, a light turns on in the bedroom down the hall. But before the police see it, the light turns off again. They discover Mika still sitting beside the bed with a knife. As they call to her, she wakes from her catatonic state, seems confused. She approaches them, knife in hand, calling for Mika. She asks... They ask her to drop the weapon. Suddenly, the bedroom door opens behind the police officer, slams shut, startling them and causing them to shoot Mika, who collapses on the floor. Shoot Katie. Shoot Katie. Yeah. Uh, the police then call dispatching, check the bedroom at the end of the hall, but they find nothing. Uh, they discover the video camera still running, and then there's an epilogue with text saying that Mika's body was discovered by police October 11th, 2006, whereas Katie's whereabouts remain unknown. That is the official uh, Paranormal Activity Wikipedia uh, of what happens on Night 21. Apparently they involved Amber in there somewhere. I don't remember how. Um, so this, I, th- I think the way this is written is very uh, confusing. Because it's, very, it, it's very weird. Because the way this is, because this contradict because this, I think, is needing to be Separate because it says they shoot Katie who collapses on the floor, and then uh, it says Katie's whereabouts are remain unknown. You just shot her on well, the floor. Well, like, yeah, they turn and then the door slams, and then they go and try and find her again. There's, she's gone. Yeah. Well, so look but, up look up the um, uh, paranormal activity on Wikipedia because it has very stated the three because there's. Because I think I think the this one the one that we saw with Katie coming towards the camera I think that's the one that's regarded as canon because uh, spoilers for Paranormal Activity two um, she then like because two goes into her relationship with her sister and they have a son and at the end of two okay. runs concurrently with this one so and she goes and gets original the, ending. Kid. Original ending was the one with the policeman uh, and the large kitchen knife. So that was the original ending. That was the original one? Which okay. I find very weird because that was not what I remembered watching when I went to go see it in theaters. Um, 
The alternate ending is Mika being killed off screen. Uh, Katie coming back upstairs alone, like in the original ending. Uh, she closes and locks the bedroom door, approaches the door, and then slits her own throat before collapsing dead. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which, that is the alternate ending. Um, but the original ending is she returns to the bedroom alone, covered in blood, holding a large kitchen knife. And she sits on the floor against the bed and rocks back and forth. The next day, Kay's friend Amber leaves a concerned message at around 2 p.m. Yeah, and everything. With and the then everything and goes everything. on and on. Yeah, because, well, yeah. It's very confusing. It's very confusing when you get into where she alternate. lunges at the camera. Yeah. That one is the theatrical version. Okay. Because I remember that being the one that I saw when I went to go see it in theaters. Okay. But like I said, like that that one seems to be the one that is the most canon because of everything that happens afterwards. Like yeah. with these other movies. Because like I said, like in Paranormal Activity well, Two, the, she then comes well, back. Well, this original ending, she also goes missing. It's it's just very, it's weird. I haven't watched. She the gets shot. I should have yes. watched the alternate endings they, for this. They, they do shoot and kill her, but then the camera fades and um, this is this is like that's very just a weird. very weird way of doing it. Like if like you know you know what I mean? Yeah. Like again, like and I guess that depends on like if they were planning for sequels or not. Because if you're gonna not have a sequel, like having that closed bit of like oh it's tragic she was shot and you know they're dead. And everything, yeah. but like clearly in this one, like because it's like left ambiguous as to what it's because like, it's like oh she's missing to this day, and then later on in the movies you learn that like she took a a kid and she's and there's yeah. like a whole bunch of things with like witches and shit. I mean like it's yeah. this series it, gets crazy. It does. Um, it definitely does. And I don't it think it's a. Crazy. I don't think that's a bad thing that like you expand on the mythos and the lore because I actually really like th- when horror movies do that. That's yeah. what make what I think is interesting, and I love that kind of aspect of these. But with just this movie by itself, I really like it in a lot of ways. I think its slow burn is in its payoff it's towards the end good. is really good. Um, um, and you were and you were saying that this is possibly the most uh, profit made from a movie ever. Yeah, its production budget was fifteen thousand dollars. Post production two hundred fifteen thousand dollars. It made in the box office overall. One hundred ninety three point four million. Yeah, huge, huge. Uh, in terms of what put in to gain, huge success. Um, now we're going into letters, <laughs> letters. because we had someone send in a their I thoughts on the movie. Letters. Now we do know, I especially love the letter Z. Yes. <laughs> now we do know this person. This is uh, uh from our friend Southern D and D, aka. Kenneth Moffat, who uh, Hi, sent in this. Moffitt. Hey, Moffat, how you doing? Uh, but he sent in an email of his thoughts of the movie. Um, now, he said he writes that this movie should have been called Paranormal Activity, The Letdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I don't think he's a fan, yeah, fan of this. Like uh, he says, while I did enjoy the practical effects, this movie failed to really capitalize on the uneasiness it was trying to build. To me, the constant elevation of tone meant you could not relax into that sense of safety that horror movies often rely on. When terrified is the new normal, nothing becomes scary. Also, the multiple endings was an annoyance. Unlike Clue, where it was in the flavor of the source material, this just feels like the movie went, I got a better way for this movie to end, and they just changed it. However, the fictional reality that this movie tries to set up is admirable and kind of believable. So... Uh, not so in the sequels. 
Uh, he then uh, sent a mm-hmm. follow-up real quick to say, this movie can be summed up by the phrase, Satan's magic plan is mild inconvenience. Uh, and <laughs> and I'll say, like, and uh, in I, some ways I can, I I can, can, I can sympathize. What, I can see what he was meaning by that. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're constantly terrified, you're just constantly on edge. But that's what a horror film is supposed to do is to keep you on edge. So I'm kind of like, okay... Well, it's kind I, of, I do know you need moments of brevity in some films. Yeah. Well, it's hard in a uh, a found footage film because you have to have a reason for the camera on. And if the point of getting the camera is to capture the scares, it's only going to be on when whenever. the scares are happening. Right. Or you're discussing it in some way. So unlike something like It, which we talked about last week. You know, that can have moments of character building and where you're away yeah. from the horror. So that when the horror shows up, oh, it's scary. This doesn't have that luxury. Now, Which, again, that is something with found footage films. Right. But, again, I think one big thing about this movie, even though I like Katie and Mika enough with their chemistry, most of the point of this is for them to be surrogates for the audience. Right. The audience watching this is mainly going to be remembering and almost having confirmed their fears of that noise they heard in the middle of the night. Right. Look at Meekins and Katie. That what they were hearing, it wasn't it wasn't just the pipes going Gerald. It was really a spirit, okay? I saw it. Okay? Yeah. Cuz the, you know, you hate to, you know, be misheard, to mishear things, you hate to missee things because you're like if I'm missing these things, am I crazy? Right. Like, and no one wants that feeling. So you, to have their fears confirmed and, you know, it, it, it's a horrifying thing. Right. And so I think that's where, like, this movie's real strength flies. And as the movies go on, you know, I've, like I said, I've seen Paranormal Activity 4. When I watched it, I had no context. So maybe rewatching it, I could... I could like some of these more. Maybe. I saw Paranormal Activity, the marked ones. I thought it was okay, the, but it went into... The marked ones was such a letdown for me. Yeah. it Like, as the series goes on, they bring in more and more bigger effects and things like that. See, because people of... are showing up for, you know, we've gotten to an age where people, they want to see the monster. Which I get. I Like, you want to see a cool design, but in the moment, whenever, like, it's happening, you know... Like, because most of this movie, you don't see anything. You never see the the demon. You, know, you get kind of glimpses of, like, the way its feet are shaped and stuff. But at the end of the day, your imagination is creating its design. And I guarantee yeah. you, whatever your imagination is, is creating of this creature is ten times scarier than whatever one person's design is going to do. Right. Yeah. This This movie relies on you having the imagination to sit there and go... What is this thing? What, is it, what does it look like? What is it going to do? And he does also bring up the whole uh, Satan's plan is mild inconvenience. Again. Which again, I, th- I this get. Is, this is not Satan, for one. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> for another. It's one of his minions. <laughs> He's for, just like. For another, this is possibly a demon whose whole thing is it wants to torment you in the slowest, most painful way possible Mm -hmm. and that means causing little things to happen that you start to notice and you're starting to doubt you're starting to 
It's not, oh, all of a sudden I'm in your face. I'm here to take you away. It's, no, I'm going to cause as much fear and uh, anxiety in you as possible. Yeah, and I think they give, I know they give the demon a name later on, and I think they even have a reveal later in the series as to who it really is. But I'm not going to say that because if someone hasn't seen it, I don't want to give them to spoilers. But we could touch on it later down the line yeah. because Paranormal Activity 2 is fully going to be uh, in our running for lists of... Yeah. Uh, not just for this week, but for future weeks, you know? Right. Um, Since we did the first one, got to put the second one. Yeah. And as because, much as we hate it, we could go to Paranormal 6. Who knows? Hey, we could. I'm going to, listen, I'm going to put all these on there because the uh, the it's a series that I would love to just analyze down the line and see what works, what doesn't work. And again, I'm excited that there is this new one being written by the original guy. Yeah. What are we going to get now? You know? So. Very interesting to think of. So, yeah. Paranormal Activity from 2007, I think it is a staple for horror, um, and I definitely enjoy this one. And also proof that you can do a whole lot of horror with very little money. Less is more, in a lot of cases. Um, but Jeff, <gasps> we got to go and pick next week's next movie week. for the third week That's of right. horror. Oh my god, I did not bring up the raffle yet. <laughs> <laughs> So we gotta wait for this to load up. Oh, this is a lovely thing watching it load. We yeah. get to watch the little thing spin. Oh, it's a great time, you know. Uh, I'm gonna. Ch- so we get to take uh, Paranormal Activity off the list and put Paranormal Activity too. Yeah, let me make sure that I have that done. Uh, there we go. That's there. Let me see. Did I put it chapter uh, two on here? Did you? I don't. I did not. <gasps> Let's put it chapter. We make sure it chapter two is there. Okay. It's chapter two. Two. No Narrating one's lo- as we go. <laughs> Everyone loves this moment. And it's then, great. yeah, let's put Paranormal Activity 2 on there. Paranormal Activity 2. Activity 2. Okay. Which is honestly my favorite. Is it? Yeah. Cool. Because they actually, like, instead of just one stationary camera, they have multiple stationary cameras. Well, we'll see if that gets so We have 18 movies on here. Guys, if you want us to do a specific movie, you need to email us at fleetstreetgeeks yeah. at gmail.com. Email us. Make a comment in one of our videos. Yes. We'll be happy to watch whatever movie it is, no matter how terrible it might be. Now, I'm excited <laughs> to see what wins for week three of Five Nights. Five Weeks of Horror, Five Nights at Freddy's, um, <laughs> Five Nights at which is Freddy's. a movie that's been like rumored for so long. Yeah, Please make it. All right, you ready, man? All right, I'm ready. And hitting that raffle now. Okay, <laughs> Jeff, for the third week of Five Weeks of Horror, we are doing <laughs> Do you want to do that one, or do you want to hit raffle again? It, it did it. It did it. It chose. I, I get, it is meant to be. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> it was meant to be. Oh my God. <laughs> Okay. Just, just watch. We're going to put Paranormal Activity 3. We're going to be doing it for a fourth week. Do you want to? If you want to, I'll do it. Okay. It's, it's up to you. Do, you. do you want to raffle again or do we? I mean, we just uh, we just did the first Paranormal Activity. I mean, having it on there. I mean, we put it on there. I mean, I just didn't know if we wanted to have a little more variety. So, do you have coin? It's... Where's my coin? Do you have... We'll flip it. I... We'll flip it. We'll flip it. For the first time in Fleet Street Geeks history, we have run across this conundrum. I just want to be able to have the option. Right. He, he, I'm narrating him going through the dresser again. He's rummaging. I pilfering. 
But can you flip the button? I don't know. <laughs> Give me two seconds. I'll be right back. All right. Entertaining. Her, her, her. Entertaining. Totally entertaining. As Seth goes out the door. Entertaining. Entertaining. All this stuff and more. Please help me. Why did he turn the lights off? What's what's that noise? Listen, seriously, listen. What'd you call me? Oh, a bitch. <laughs> All right, I have my two-faced coin. All right, here we go. All right, what the fucking shit? <laughs> He's rummaging through his wallet now. <laughs> He's rummaging through. All right, I have my two-faced coin. All right, so, cool, cool. All right, so heads, we will do Paranormal Activity 2. Tails, tails we'll we hit the again. raffle again. All right, okay? cool. Do it. Leave it up to fate. Again. <laughs> Listen, it may just be like, hey, you just put this in. You must want it. So, all right. All right, here we go. Heads, heads we do Paranormal Activity 2. Tails, we hit raffle again. We hit the raffle we again. Hit the raffle it hit again. tails. All right. Okay. Cool, cool. All right, whatever it does this time, we're doing it. No, no complaints. No if it's, complaints. I swear to God, if it says Paranormal Activity to again. Oh, all right. Okay. This, this is this. Know it? We talked about movies I haven't seen. Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. I've never seen it, and that's next week. Brilliant. I'm actually listen. I I wanted to take. I want it. It's spaced out. Hey, fuck! We just did a Stephen King. God damn. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> We're doing it. I don't give a shit. But it's not really Stephen King. This is Stanley Kubrick's take on The Shining. Have you read The Shining book? I have read The Shining book and seen Stephen King's miniseries of The Shining that he personally went through because he did not like Stanley Kubrick's interpretation of The Shining. Well, I'm excited to dive into this movie that apparently is classic that I've never seen before in my life. So, guys... If you want to hear our thoughts on The Shining, uh, not Paranormal Activity 2, if you want to hear our thoughts on Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, tune in next week and make sure to send us your suggestions so that we have more options so we don't get Paranormal Activity 2 so quickly. Um, and also, sending your thoughts for The Shining. God, my, my body is just attacking me. But I'm excited. He's possessed. He's possessed. Look, this is a movie I've been wanting to watch for a long time, so... and. I, Watching it during this horror month was something I really wanted to do. So it's it's very very good. I love it. Yeah, I'm and, pretty sure you'll enjoy it too. Yeah. From now on, we won't do that. I just like I said, I didn't want to do paranormal right, activity right. immediately it, afterwards. It's fair. It's I fair. wanted to have a little variety. So it's fair. if if paranormal activity two wins next week, we'll do it. Um, it's fair. But so uh, make sure to tune in then uh, if you like to listen to us you know if you're listening on youtube like comment subscribe hit the bell for notifications if you're listening anywhere else leave us a review it really helps us uh get the word out there because people who are listening have been enjoying it and i really want us to interact with more people so. yes do please we definitely need more people on this thing interacting with us and making sure that they get to you know have their word in yeah and uh i think that's it jeff i think so anything else you want to say Make sure you Good keep the, make sure you keep the talcum powder in your uh, hallways. Make sure that demon isn't walking in. Yes, and as always, I'm Seth and I'm Jeff, and we are the Fleet Street Geeks. Signing off. <laughs>